Hey guys, before we get into this episode of Two Wheeled Rider After Dark, just want to go over a few quick uh, housekeeping things. First off, thank you guys for the continued support. Love the five-star ratings. Love the fact you're listening to it, sharing it, supporting it, all that stuff. Greatly appreciated. We will be back to a regular Two Wheeled Rider podcast in two weeks' time. We should have those for the rest of the year. However, we will continue to do the After Dark bonus podcast, and those will just be sprinkled out uh, throughout the year whenever we have them available but probably won't be going up on our regular uh, Wednesday time frame. Another thing I want to mention, the podcast, if you like watching the YouTube version of it, the video version, it is now on its own separate channel, the Two Wheel Rider podcast channel. I will link that down in the uh, show notes. The original versions that were already up on the Two Wheel Rider channel will stay there, but all future video versions will go on the Two Wheel Rider podcast YouTube channel. And speaking of splitting things out, this is a really long podcast with a lot of different guests. So if you go down to the show notes, you'll see all the timestamps in case there is a certain interview or a certain person you want to hear speak, you can skip forward to that. So uh, without further ado, let's get on to After Dark. All right, welcome back to another episode of, I don't think we've actually officially named this, we're just going to call it Two-Wheeled Rider After Dark. Yeah, I think that sounds like Where good. the words may be slurred and the questions are unscripted. Fair enough? Fair enough. I mean, I think we called the last one Boyer Farm After Dark, and that was for good reason, because we we're out at Boyer Farm. Now we're out at an SXCS event. We're going to be running people in throughout the night. We're going to try to keep this five, six minutes for everybody attending. Once again, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that we're in my camper. Um, it's going to be kind of race related, but we can ask whatever we want and you can answer whatever you want. But uh, our first guest of the evening is our first ever. Sub, uh, I don't want to say subscriber. What, what do we call him? Uh, supporter of the uh, podcast. Welcome, Luke. You, you can talk. I know. Okay, we'll get the microphone down there by your mouth. Didn't we go over this beforehand? Luke, you got to go out and ride the track today. What did you think of the woods loop? I love the woods loop because I like hills, and there was a lot of hills. There were, there were a lot of hill climbs out there. What did you think of that one nasty section, which obviously we'll be going up tomorrow, that went across the road, but it was like a steep downhill today because we were I, riding this. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it either. That was sketchy. Yeah, but you'll be going up it tomorrow. So, what do you think? Do you think that'll be better or worse? It'll be better. Yeah, because it's like a basically a hill climb then for you, right? Mm -hmm. Or you just send it to the top. I mean, that's one that that part once you come across the road is so steep. Yeah, there's no way you're keeping the front wheel on the ground. Mm -hmm. Nope. All right. So, what about the grass loop? I like the grass loop because it was like wide open, and you could just hold bitty wide open the whole thing. So does it kind of remind you of the farm a little bit? I know I feel like all I see you and Noah ride out at the farm is grass track. So you feeling that? You feeling like that's going to be your section tomorrow? Yeah. So what are you riding tomorrow? 65. I thought your 65 was at home. No, I'm... Um, oh, it's not at home? Andrew, it is at home, but okay. Andrew said I can borrow it. So So you're getting that Sakonikas sponsorship. You yeah. don't know what that comes with, though. There's going to be a, a lot of work. Yes. Oh. You got to pay that off. <laughs> Andrew says, uh, do you know how to install air conditionings? No. Andrew oh. has to get back to me on an air conditioner. <laughs> I need that. Um, so next part. So you rode, you rode mostly your 85 today? 
Yeah. Did you ride the 65 on anything other than the grass loop? Did you take it out in the woods? No. Okay. So how do you feel about going in the race tomorrow on a bike that you've never really ridden? It, was, it felt kind of weird on the first lap I did on the grass track because it, I haven't rode it six, eight, um, KTM in a while, and it felt a lot weirder than usual. Good, bad, just different? Bad. <laughs> so you're liking the Cowie? Yeah. Or you just like the bigger bike of an 85? I like the bigger bike. Yeah. All right, Luke. So last big question we're going to ask you tonight before we get into sponsors and that sort of thing or anything you need to plug. You just mentioned you like the Cowie over the KTM. We're going back Supercross racing tomorrow. Eli Tomax in the lead, not far behind. I think, was it one point behind? Three points. Three points behind yeah. is Ken Roxon, and then basically like an entire race behind on a KTM is Cooper Webb. Who do you think is going to win the championship? It depends. Um, I think... Eli, Eli and Cooper are going to have a good battle over the season, but I think Tomac will. You think he's going to win that first Supercross championship? Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, he's looking strong, but I think I'm so excited for the racing because it's been like a break. It's almost like the season's starting over. So maybe, you know, Tomac had kind of the role, but but and we have people coming back from injury. So I'm just super pumped for, for Supercross coming back. No, I am too, and it'll be interesting to see. I think Tomac now has a slight advantage, aside from just the points advantage, that we're racing in Utah at the higher altitude, which he is used to riding and practicing at, being from the state of Colorado and where he practices. So we'll find out. None of us know anything. It basically comes down to what happens on the track tomorrow and then Wednesday, and thank God we get to watch Supercross racing twice a week. I don't care if there's fans there or not. I'm just excited to watch it on TV because I was never going to travel out to that part of the country just to watch that anyway. So me too. Yeah, week weekday Supercross. You've never seen that. I don't, I've. What time does it come on on Wednesday? So it's it's weird. I think this week it's like ten. So technically it's called Thursday morning Supercross for me. Yeah, <laughs> but I, there's another one later in the a, another Wednesday that I think starts at seven. So I think that'll be kind of a cool cool thing to no, that'd be good i can actually watch, it. watch that live time and i'm with you i'll watch it i'll just stay off social media and watch it the next morning so look before you hop off here um you are luke use the force 563 on instagram is that correct so mm-hmm. people can follow you there any uh sponsors people you need to plug that uh helping you out racing this season my dad my mom and my dad for being my mechanic and um, I would like to point out who re- who rebuilt your suspension on your bike. <laughs> and Mario. There you go. And my Paul, Paul and Andrew for what you guys don't know what to do. And he can do like the parts that you don't. He oh, yeah. knows. This guy has more mechanics than I know. He's and just that's, named, that's all, his, he's just named his, all four mechanics. And you know why? Because that's his, his dad's fault. But yeah. guess what? I got a great group of friends, so I'm glad you're shouting them out. Anybody else? Um, XCCS for uh, amazing um, series and Billy for having amazing tracks when he built. Yeah, I'm, okay. I, I'm glad you mentioned them because I think that's just an attest to what this series is doing. You know, he's just out there riding with a bunch of his friends today ahead of the race where normally you're going there and you're just, you're racing, playing with your friends a little bit to awards and booking home. They just were out there fishing today, hanging out, riding dirt bikes all day. This series is, is, is pretty cool. 
No, it is great. Uh, Billy always puts together great tracks. Uh, you know, I talked to him earlier today, and I told him, he was like, perfect storm. And if you guys hear motorcycles in the background, it's because we're at the track. Uh, well, actually, per- I, I think that's probably our lineup for other guests. I, th- I think <laughs> I think some other guests did just pull up. So, you know, I told him, it was like, perfect storm. Some of the other story- series uh, aren't keeping points this season. You guys are. You always put amazing tracks together. People are going to come out, experience those. I think the series is just going to grow. So, anyway, Luke. You finally got to, you know, dip your toe in the water of the podcast. You have fun this evening? Yeah. All right, cool, man. We will see you in the morning. Good luck in the race, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Thank you. All right. All right, welcome our next two guests to the podcast. We have Samantha and Roman Kilgore sitting across from us. I was actually on the phone with you guys. It was earlier this week. Sure was. I still... Absolutely. Yeah, I still have the website of the suspension part company up on my computer at home. I'm still researching. I, I'm not saying I don't believe you or anything. Like I'm still looking at like all the cool parts to find out like, you know, what all we can do with my suspension. That so, makes tech lucky. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you know, and I told Samantha earlier, like, I should have come over and stolen your bike earlier today, but you know, I know you guys got here a little bit later. I want to yeah. let you ride your own bike. Yeah, so. ju- just be careful because once you ride it, you're probably going to be ordering that suspension. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's very I've, tempting. You know, no one really knows this at the moment. I'm still on Brian's bike to ride his tomorrow for the uh, for the race, and he's okay. going to sweep on mine. So if you see the uh, the 646 going real fast, it's it's not me on it. It's Brian on my bike. So, uh, Roman, we'll start with you. You guys uh, started uh, Industry 13. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we started that, uh, what, about five years ago? Like, pass the mic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is all very new to us. So, um, yeah, about six, no, five years ago we started that. Um, we do get questions on what is the name, and one day we were driving back from a race, a full gas, I think it was, and we were like, we wanted something with industry in it, and then 13 is our age difference. Okay. It's pretty yep. simple. Yep. So, um, <clears throat> but uh, we started that just, uh, we got major passion for the industry and ambassadors for anything motorsport related. And um, we're fortunate enough that we have federal positions as well. So we're able to like really hook people up with discounts across the board and keep, keep friends and family and new customers really happy with the deals that we can give them. So, uh, and it's funny, Samantha always laughs about, I always reflect back to uh, a certain date, but it's when I came into Maryland, I've been kind of doing stuff and helping out road racers in that for a long time. And then uh, that evolved, but the same group of customers have been with us since late 90s, early 2000. It's pretty interesting, and it's just now starting to fan out a little bit more. Yeah, well, I think that probably speaks to the customer service and, and what you guys are doing if you're you're having customers stick around. Yeah, no, it's been good. And it's it's we don't have a ton of customers. We just have a lot of the right customers. It's great. Like, you just, you know, the COVID thing's been hard for us because we're so used to, like, somebody might come in for a tube, and we spend an hour just talking to them about Samantha's favorite topic, tires, mooses, <laughs> tubes, you know, tubeless. So. Yep. Yeah, people need to stay tuned to the YouTube channel because I asked Samantha to shoot a video. Well, she's in the video. I think Roman actually shot the video. Um, it was a little bit, you remember this on the podcast, like we had Jake and Luke on. Luke was talking about how fast he can change. Yeah, a, a bunch of smack there. Hip yeah. moose. And then Samantha sent me her video, and it's, uh, it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Luke's sitting outside, and we may talk to him here in a few minutes about it. But uh, it's a really good video, 
and she might actually be faster than what than what Luke is changing. ISD gold medalist. I think she's actually faster. That's awesome. And I wasn't going for time. No, she. Was. No, it was like a straight instructional video. I yeah. think the instructional video I shot with Luke, admittedly, it was in the back of a shop, and I'm like, you guys turn down the music. Like, I'm going to get flagged for that. There's also, but no, it, it was good. So I well, practiced a lot. I just hope Luke was in kind of matching attire. Did that happen? Luke was what? Was he in matching attire? Like, was he? I don't even know what he was wearing for that one, but but Samantha went with like full workout gear. Like, she, like well, I this, saw, was, this was for real. Yeah, I saw the picture and the, I mean, the tank top. Was that from the video, or was that just you made a post? Uh, did I think. You have, but, yeah, no, you had something on Instagram where you had like the gun showing. Yeah, I just rolled my sleeves up. Oh yeah, well I want to. I want to see Luke that in that, that same pose. Same and, and we'll see. I, no, exactly. no, that's the thing. He should have to do it in the same outfit. I, he can borrow the Lululemons. That's All fine. right. <laughs> Totally fine. Now we're talking. Honestly, I've seen what he wears under his riding gear. He will have no problem with wearing that sort of thing. He's he's always about the cheetah underwear. That's oh, what he geez. likes to yeah, wear. He's so. pitted next to us, so we see it. Too. <laughs> so, uh, Samantha, you talked to me just like, I don't know, it was like 20 minutes ago, and you're doing something a little bit different tomorrow in the race. You're not racing C-Class. I am. I am. I'm, I'm going up to B. Um, I kind of got forced into that. I got peer pressured into that decision, so... Um, I was toying around with the idea of moving away from women's C-class. I was actually thinking about doing um, vet C because it's a more competitive class because, you know, the traditionally the women's classes just don't have that many vet people. Vet C, like the one I race yeah, in? Like I'm one. so glad yeah, you yeah, went to like B-class. Yeah, because Mar Mario needs a, a couple more competitors. Oh, that I, class normally has, yeah. I was wondering when that was going to click. You were like this. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You stay out of my <laughs> so now so we have the tire changing competition. It sounds like tomorrow well, she, she's we're just gonna taking have the dudes down left and right. Well, she took overall. Luke down. I'm next. Like this is just we can look at the overall afterwards. Yeah, there you listen. Go. I, I I came back after riding the woods loop once, and I told Brian I was like, if Noah doesn't have like a terrible crash where he loses a bunch of time, there's a ninety percent chance that his overall time is less than mine tomorrow, and he's eleven. <laughs> yeah. Passing the torch. I don't know if I'm upset about that or proud. No, I actually, I do know. I'm upset about that. <laughs> but, um, no, so us three have been in conversations. We've been wanting to do a lot of stuff together. We want to do more stuff on the YouTube channel. Obviously, COVID has been a, such a pain. Um, but how do people get a hold of you guys? And, and I know, Roman, you went into a little bit of what you guys provide. But you guys go to a little bit more detail because – you know, when I first saw Ural's bikes, and this is probably going back a couple of years ago, Industry 13, I was like, what's that? Can you go in a little bit more detail and then also how people get in contact with you? Sure. So we are on social media, Industry 13, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we also have a website and, uh, you know, we have a phone number too. People, oh, mostly people Facebook us. You can say the phone yeah, number on the podcast. Oh, okay. The phone number is 410-991-6014. That will also be in the show notes. Thank you. We'll take care of you. Yes. Thanks, babe. Yep. And I'll defer to him because I honestly, Roman's the one that keeps it up and running. I do some of the social media stuff. Um, I've refused to learn any of the, um, the software to ring people up and, and do the books. Um, so. so Roman, what all types of services, <laughs> products, those things, those, uh, types of things you guys provide. So, um, interesting enough, Joe, just because we are so tied up. Thanks. Um, you know, day job. We're one of the few shops in the area that actually have hours after core hours. So it works out really good. Like we get the strangest calls like, Hey, do you have tires, tubes, mooses, whatever oil, um, at very odd hours. And yeah, we absolutely get people taken care of there. 
service-wise, we don't get into any like the big full-blown motor job and stuff like that. Interesting enough, one of our really good customers um, on R1Ms um, fragged a motor recently. We sent him out Tim Beamister for so any of our Tim's. We we mentioned him on the podcast. Yeah, you got to get Tim's the man for sure. No, we'll we'll definitely have Tim on. So uh, Tim literally. Anything motor related, we send to Tim for for the jobs and stuff like that. And we've also uh, sent customers out to John as well, as you guys know. John's working right real, real close to his house, so as well. So we don't get into the big jobs like that. We will do top end stuff like that if needed, but it's a lot of suspension work and stuff. And again, you know, you got the the shops out there like Evan at Solid or John and Jake that are getting their craft on with actually tuning and shim stacks and everything like that. We're fortunate enough that <clears throat> our accounts we got. I think we are the only shop that I'm aware of, I'll say it, in the States that has a suspension direct account with all of them, road racing and off-road. So the nice thing with that is that we call and say you guys need suspension or something like that. We actually call those guys that are cranking out thousands of suspensions a year, and they build our suspension for us for our customers. So it's just mild, mild tuning at that point in time. So it's, it's a turnkey setup. It's really nice for us. Cool. Um, but yeah, any of the big motor job stuff, Tim gets them, and then some of the smaller stuff we'll take care of. But it's a lot of uh, quick remove and replace, quick service, a lot of suspension service, a lot of the road race guys coming in for service and getting bikes dialed in. That's awesome. I think, yep. you know, one thing you mentioned too, I, th- I like the kind of the hours thing. I think some of the shops close sometimes pretty early. And yeah. if you're getting off work and you're commuting and you're trying to race to, to the bike shop, it, it makes it nice when you can kind of have those yeah. extra hours. Yeah, it's worked out great for us. He did miss the one big account that we just landed. We just yeah, landed yeah. WPS. Um, so pretty much we... It's kind of a big company. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of a big slightly. deal. It's yeah. kind of a big deal. It was it was a big celebration in the Kilgore house awesome. that we got that. So we'd been... Roman had been working it for a while. And so, um, you know, it's it's pretty safe to say if there's anything that you need for on or off-road, we can get it for you and we can get it for you at a good price. Yeah, that's big. Sweet. Yeah, and they've helped us out, Joel. So our rep is actually out at WPS. Our, our rep is Joel and... He's been phenomenal. Essentially, it's like he's in the shop with us. Like, I'll call and say, hey, I got, like, just this past week, we did four or five drop ships, like recluse clutches and IMS tanks and stuff across the United States, and he's just like, I'm on it. So it's like he's there with us. We just love it. So amazing company to work with. Sweet. And to be fair, Samantha, we said the questions are unscripted. When you, when we have you guys on an official podcast, we'll let you see what the questions are. You can think about your <laughs> answers. So, Roman, we'll give you a pass on Thanks. that. So, anyway, uh, Roman, you racing tomorrow? I am. Absolutely. All right. What are you? What What are you racing? Old man, forty eight class. Okay. Well, <laughs> old man, that, that seems young. Right. What What is old man forty? Is that senior? Senior A. Yeah, yeah. Senior God, a. that's gonna suck in like a year or two when I'm finally there. So I tell you, it's an eye opener when I went from B to A. Um, sorry, I like to get comfortable back here. Um, the first time I went to full gas and I signed up for forty A, Randy Hawkins was in front of me, and I was like. Yeah, what did I sign up for? It's rough. <laughs> well, it's and then di- you start looking at everybody that's had like pro cards and stuff, and you're just like, yeah. well, so. well, you get excited when you you start to go into the age classes, and I'm like, you know, when I hit vet A, I'm like, oh, this is awesome because you know I'm like the young gun in this class, and then you see all these like former pros that have dropped back <laughs> yes. to the vet A, and I'm like, no, this is not what <laughs> not I was fun. thinking. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, good luck to both of you tomorrow. Thank I'll you see you sir. out there, Samantha. I'm sure. Uh, well, I already know Roman's times are going to be lower than mine. I'm sure yours will probably be lower than mine too. I'm just hoping to finish. I need to ice. This is not an excuse. I do need to ice my hand down tonight before I go to bed. Absolutely. But um, and then I'll be talking to you guys, and we'll have you back on the official podcast later on. Sounds so uh, anyway, thank thanks so for much. being on tonight. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. you guys so much for having us. Yep. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. 
All right, so next up, we're joined by Tyler Keys. We did not point out Samantha. I don't think Roman was really drinking White Claw, but that's what they had with them. Tyler's going with some Stella. So it's the uh, After Hours podcast. Tyler, I feel bad, dude, because I didn't know you were coming out here today, and then you show up over next to Brian's and my camper, and you're here. Had I known you wanted to come out, and to be fair, I did take you to a race last year. You camped out in my camper, and we you tried to kill me during the buddy race on that 450, which the footage has never been released, but I do have it. Maybe I'll post it at some point. So what made you decide to come out this weekend? I had a lot of free time, and the weather's perfect. No rain for once, and I'm sleeping in the back of my truck. It's actually a good night for that, though. You'll probably sleep better than yeah. anybody. To be fair, I did offer him a spot to sleep in here tonight. I have no issue sleeping in the back of my truck. No, the the weather's been great. If it would rain just a little bit overnight, because you went out and rode that woods loop, dirt gets a little silty in some areas, little sketch. Yeah, it's definitely very silty. No doubt about it. Some rain wouldn't hurt today, but... I think by tomorrow, I think they already said they cleared some of that stuff up. So, see what it looks like. Yeah, and I think you know this format does help just slightly. It, it's it's not going to kill the dust. Let's be real, but it does help a little bit just separating the riders by fifteen seconds rather than, you know, you guys are both in the same class, right? Yeah. So he beat me last the, time. I so like to so point basically, out. the the fifty riders that are normally in your class all going into the turn at the same time, and then you're trying to push through i think it's going to help out a little bit especially after that first test because you get reordered and kind of where you finished right um so it does help you know slightly with this format no you're right when tyler came out last time i think we were uh virginia motorsports park we did the same type of format uh sprint enduro and they restacked us as the day went on and that did make it a little bit better would you catch someone in front of you occasionally yes would someone behind you catch you occasionally yes but at least for the most part it kept us spaced out and you weren't eating the weather down there and, and the dirt was pretty good, so you weren't eating yeah, too much was, dust. But tomorrow it's gonna get dusty out on that uh out on that cross test. It's just gonna happen. Yeah, there's there's no way around it. But I think you got that new rear tire instead of that loony skin I had <laughs> you, on there. So I think you'll be kicking gonna, up yeah, you'll be cooking up some Tyler's dust. all excited about the new rear tire and the it, bib moose he has installed. It is. Yeah, hey, it's a big it's a big difference. I man. won't ride without bib moose is a smart decision. I don't yeah. even know if you have bib mooses in your tires anymore. It might just be dust in there. <laughs> well, well yeah, so you know, they're three year old tires. Uh, there's you know, two and a half year old bib mooses and, wow. and Mario's still trying to to ride that bike so you know it's full traction because you're running like three psi and <laughs> exactly. you're still not going to get a flat yeah i mean i you know i i understand the issues people might have with them but uh because i don't want to fool with much well i think i don't have that many tools yeah well i like the bib mooses just for that kind of peace of mind as you know a lot of the races you travel a long way you, and the last thing i want to do is enter a race and, and get a flat exactly <laughs> No, you're right about that. Tyler, aside from racing, uh, you're kind of like me in a way where we take our 1290s everywhere. Yeah. So touch on, you know, the last big trip you did on your uh, 1290 Super Adventure R. Uh, last trip, uh, 8,130 some miles. This dude's sleeping in the back of bars, like wherever he can find a place to sleep. Uh, so he doesn't do the, the Mario uh, luxury I, tour I'm at the, the hotels. I'm at the Holiday Inn Express last <laughs> night. Nah, don't get me wrong. I use the Holiday Express points. Yeah. Is that what you're using? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever uh, points I can. Yeah, whatever points I can sometimes. But, yeah, if I can camp a little bit, keep the expense down, 
um, like we were in Northern California at 4th of July, there was no place to really stay. Um, so we, yeah, we crashed in the woods, just pull alongside the road somewhere and just go off the road a little bit. So do you have a, a plan with that? Or are you kind of like plan I'm camping this night or it's based off of weather or just, I can't find something like, yeah, what? it's usually just kind of can't find something. Yeah. Shoot you know, at the hip. I've done so many rides now. A lot of them have been solo. And I think when you're like by yourself, you're just like, well, wherever, you know, I've pulled off of Moab, Colorado along rivers. And one morning I think I woke up, it was like 30, seven degrees oh it's crazy when you get out west in some areas like you might go to bed at night and it's 70 80 degrees you wake up the next morning you're like what the hell just happened yeah i mean i had hail in utah in june so are you packing a a tent (laughs) yeah okay well the first trip i was on a old honda vfr and i just had a tarp (laughs) i've seen that before and that's what i was asking (laughs) yeah i had a tarp and i had a uh just a, a tent you find like a stick in the woods and attach it to your bike. Yeah, I did that. I had little stakes I would put in the ground. And yeah, remember one night I was in Utah and just in the middle of nowhere, and people were funny. You know how they got to be around other people. I'm not like that at all. And somebody came and parked right next to me in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, what? I'm looking at the Milky Way galaxy, you know. (laughs) And people pull up right next to me. I hear this girl, and she starts saying, "You know your mother." You know, she starts telling me about. This guy was my mom, just like, shut the up. You yeah. know what I said, right? Yeah. And I just hear, like, did he just say? <laughs> and I just hear doors close, just clock, clock, clock. And they left. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to trust the guy sleeping underneath his motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to give them, uh, you know, that's uh, interesting that they, they'd go over there because well, we just I saw mean, a random person. I'm like, yeah, uh, exactly. they're probably wanting their, their space. Yeah. And you see that, like, motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. one, one of the irritating things to me, like, I pull into work or, you know, you pull into a Walmart parking lot and you park out in the middle of nowhere, especially yeah. when we got our campers or whatever. You just got try to stay away from everybody just out of respect. And then somebody will pull in right next to you. And I'm like, there are 30 more parking spots closer to the door. Yeah. What is wrong with you? They love to do that on your motorcycle. Yes. How many times have you heard the guy come up to you in the parking lot? And I can I can see the conversation about to happen. <laughs> I used to have a motorcycle. I was like, oh, dude, screw you. <laughs> yeah. Or go what, get another one. One of my favorite ones. Is that your bike? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just standing by yes. it with my gear on. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is my bike. Yeah. And they always look at that KTM. They're like, what is that thing? You know? Dude, you know how many times <laughs> you know how many times my twelve ninety because the little one on the thing is kind of smaller. Yeah. So what's that? It's a KTM. Who makes that? KTM. It's a KTM. It's a KTM. Is that a 290? No, it's a 1290. <laughs> yeah, it's an 800 pound 290. Yeah. So is it 1290 cc's? <laughs> Actually, it's 1301. Does that thing make any power? Like, it just. Yeah. Just pick up a magazine, catch up on things. Like, they've been out for a long time. If you don't know what a KTM is, chances are. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be asking anybody any questions. Exactly. Just just, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just tell me. I like your bike and, and walk on. Yeah. Or I don't like your bike, and I don't yeah. I don't really care either I way. I so. like that more. Yeah. Because hey, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, you know what? It's not your I was, I was down here at Slingsville General Store yesterday. We stopped in, needed some uh, sketty sauce for the uh, Mott Sticks we were going to do up last night. And tonight, so, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some guy rolls by in his car, and he's like, dude. Love some off-road riding. I'm like, that's all I need to hear. Right. Like, like cool. The, Give me that. The bikes were in the back of the truck. So, And I don't know, you know, a lot of times, I'm sure it's on the, the roadside, too. 
you know, I'm, I'm like on, on the clock. Like I want to get to my destination when I have my dirt bike, wherever I'm going, I'm like, I'm in a race to get to the track. So right. it's like that small, small talk. It's like, it's nice. I'm glad you appreciate that, but I'm, 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 oh, I, mean, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I made the mistake of putting stickers on like my back bag of all the places I've been. And there's always the conversation. Have you been there? Like, yeah, like obviously. Yeah. And I Why think, would nope, I put that order that sticker, sticker off eBay, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was there. I mean, I like the conversations that are had on on tours or on trips. Oh, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there are times like Brian just mentioned. I don't want to say I'm on a schedule, but I've determined that I'm making it to this place or I want to say this place, this place tonight or this next stop that I really want to see and spend some time at. And if right. I'm there and you talk to me, it's great. Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But when I'm stopping to get gas and a five-minute gas stop turned into a 30-minute conversation, it gets slightly irritating. Yeah, and it happens a lot when you've got all that gear on it there. Do, and especially, and you, you can speak to this, you're out in Idaho with a West Virginia plate. Mm -hmm. How many times did you ride all the way here? Yeah, yeah. I don't see a trailer anywhere. Yeah, I did. I got pulled over in Colorado. And the guy was like, you, you uh, don't have a driver's license or a motorcycle license. Like, yeah, somehow I made it here. <laughs> 2,000 miles. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm safe to say yeah. I'm approved. He's like, I'm going to go this way and you're going to go that way. And I was like, all right, man. So, um, Brian, this is a conversation. I don't know if you were around during it. Like, I want to do another iron butt. Last one I did, I think, was 2016. Like, Tyler's the type of guy. I was like, hey. I'm thinking next weekend, weekend after, might ride down to Key West, do another also iron butt. That I'm unemployed, so yeah, makes that makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> Thank you, Colonel. <laughs> How do I get one of the he that unemployed got, things? My leap year. He, he would have done it anyway. And and I was like, do you want to go along? He's like, yeah, let me know what day. And I was like, just to be fair, we're gonna say two nights, even better. So yeah, those are the best friends, the spontaneousness. And I mean, I'm kind of jealous because you're, you're waking up in West Virginia and by the end of the day, you guys are, you know, in Key West, that, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. It's something I think people take for granted in this country, you know, that you can be there. There are so many different things you can see. Yeah. In a day's time and people are so quick to get on the plane, I think, uh, and go see places. And I think you can see a lot of those places here. Well, you miss all the, we talked about this, I think on one of our podcasts is, I think the cool thing about motorcycle travel is, you know, say I wanted to go, you know, out West, I'm going to fly to Vegas. I missed everything in between those small towns, those destinations I would never fly a plane to. Right. Well, to be honest, there's a lot of that in between that you probably don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of the Midwest. You yeah. want to skip. But, no offense, Midwesters. But that said, there there's a lot of great spots to see along the way, and it's, you know, and I told Tyler, I was like, yeah, he was asking how the iron butt worked and, you know, how we tracked that. And I'm like, we're going to get down there and, you know, get that last receipt. And somebody's going to ask, oh, where'd you come in from? I came in from West Virginia. How long that take you? Yeah. I don't know, like 21 hours. When when did you leave? 21 hours Mid ago. Midnight? <laughs> you mean today? Yeah. Yeah. And really? And somebody might put that miles on their bike in a, in a summer. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a, there's some in years. And yeah, they, exactly. And they still have the license plate on their front of their truck that says it, "Live to Ride." Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, Might like be you, wearing a vest, you, you, <laughs> some tassels on it, made yeah. of leather. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, it's one of those things. I get the people that don't understand the iron butts are like it's boring. Okay, it 
we're riding interstate all the way down. I yeah. get that. It, there also is a badge of honor that, hey, I rode more miles today than you're going to ride all month. And I get to drink sloppy Rita's at Sloppy Joe's Bar on Duval right. Street. Like, I don't have to get on a plate. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's the experience. I think I still remember, you know, obviously my experience is more off-road, but I remember the toughest races. And at the time, I hated it. I thought it was awful. I was like, why am I doing this? But those are the races I still talked about. Right. Um, so I think, like, the Iron Butt, you know, I'm sure you hit a wall at a certain point. I we will. But the, but the nice thing is, like, the last one I did solo, Tyler rides along, like, I don't want to say we're talking each other up. I mean, honestly, we'll probably be talking trash to each other as we, <laughs> as, as we make our way down there. Like, just suck it up. We're almost to Florida, which is, like, the halfway point nearly. Yeah. So you guys both travel a lot. You put a lot of miles on your bike and even talking about how that's still tough. Do you think it helps um, doing it solo or kind of having that second person there to say, suck it up and keep going? I'm not sure if I'm the right person to ask. Well, and I, and I probably agree with you. Like I probably prefer riding solo, Yeah. but if I have someone that likes to ride the mileage and the way I like to ride. And I haven't really found that too much, but Mario does ride like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, he's hitting me up when he was on that cross-country trip. He's like, yeah, dude, we did 600 miles a day, 700 miles this day. What, what was your biggest mileage day? Didn't you guys I think do, I did like, a little over 900 miles from yeah. Chicago to uh, Glacier. I, so you guys I, are, you're probably hard to find that, right? So that's probably yeah, where your experience yeah, is. You like to ride solo because nobody else likes to ride the way we like to ride. Yeah, and ironically, I was going to meet two people uh, that had wasted two weeks in Montana and uh ended up getting into a fight with one of them in washington and he went home uh, <laughs> there's there's an entire story we will have to have tyler back on to tell this because i really would like to have you back on to talk about that cross-country trip yeah i kind of like to compare and contrast the areas we stopped at type of mileage you guys did where you stayed versus where i stayed and kind of the experiences but um no dude listen I know you like to have some fun. I like to have some fun. If we can make this work down to Key West, I'm telling you, I've been down there before. It's a fun time. We'll get to spend two nights, and and I've already told you, like the adrenaline's pumping when you get there. You're like, yeah, I accomplished it. Let's go. Let's go out and party. We can sleep in till like the roosters crow the next morning at like seven. Go find some breakfast. Go out and have some fun again. The next, I already told him. I was like, I, I know we're going to have like 160 horsepower motorcycles. We're going to go rent some scooters <laughs> and go ride around, you know, Key West. I'm not walking. I'm going to be. No, I'm not walking either. Two wheels. No, <laughs> exactly. We're going to have plenty of hydration the next morning so we can go uh, dehydrate again that night. But I think it'll be fun. And um, we just got to figure out if it's this upcoming weekend or the or the one after in the meantime it's you versus me tomorrow <laughs> by the way samantha that was in here earlier talked about running the vet c class oh that, really that would hurt both of our feelings mm, man, fortunately i think she's gonna run women's b okay Thank but God. hey the lap times are still there no they're still gonna look at the lap listen I i'm worried that's <laughs> he's like i just i, I finished fifth I'm, place that's, that's all that matters i'm more worried about junior 85 and if my kid's name is faster than me so tyler any fast um how do people follow you on uh instagram quasimodo is it uh, q a s i m o t 
zero. If you're watching this on YouTube, I will uh, put that on the uh, on the screen, and then if you're listening to it on the podcast, I'll put it down in the uh, in the show notes. Listen, dude, appreciate your time tonight. We're gonna have you back on Thank for a full guys. one. Especially if we end up doing this iron butt thing, because we're gonna have a ton of stuff to talk about at that point, and Brian could just sit there and envy as to why he could not come along. That white cheap skin on my bike, uh, dude. You you need that cheap skin, dude. (laughs) I'm telling you, I I am a proponent of the sheep skin. Listen, anybody that watches my channel knows two things: sheep skin, Atlas. That's it. You got those two things, you're you're golden. I do actually probably need to get one of those. (laughs) Sheep skin or Atlas. I got a heat. I got an atlas. All right, well, you're halfway there. Sheepskin is great because, especially on like a hot ride like that, you get that little bit of air cushion under your butt, so you don't get that uh, swamp. Yeah, swampiness. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you in the morning, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, fellas. Thanks. Thank you. All right, please welcome our next guest, Dan Lemay. Dan, mm-hmm. we met. Was it last season that we uh, met? We met at Hair Scramble. Um, or Mud Mageddon, as some people oh, called God. it in 20, uh, 2019 Bud's at Bud's Creek. Yes. Yeah, that was, uh, was that? I, I think I passed you at that one point when your, when your bike was pretty much buried all the way down. Do we down have to share that picture again? So I feel like whenever. That is like one of my favorite pictures <laughs> of all time. When people ask me about Bud's Creek, you know, I was like, well, let me pull this picture up. This is exactly how the day was. It and describes I know, it perfectly. I, yeah, I wasn't the only person, you know, and then seeing you at that one point, I was like, I remember him as I passed that area because I know you were in the group before me. Yep. And uh, after that big, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, where they had, uh, there was just a big group of people that had all got stalled at the beginning yeah. of the race. Then as you're going along, you could see all these people just scattered left and right, stuck in the mud. I mean, all the way up to the hubs and their wheels. And it was just- no, no, for sure. And I said, like, okay, it kind of sucked. I didn't get back around the start finish line to get a second lap in for that race. However, somewhat blessing in disguise, I was so far back at that point because it was at least 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes until a four wheeler uh, was able to tow me out. But right. as I came around, I saw where everyone else was stuck, and it was like, take a different line. It's right. like, thank you. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I know yes, not to exactly. go there. Yeah, don't go through there. So, so Dan, how long have you been racing? Uh, well, first of all, let, let's just backtrack. How long so, have you been riding? Um, started riding with my dad when I want to say I was 10. He had one of the old Husqvarna 450s, the old red tank Husqvarnas. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And that's where I had my fascination. Uh, the best story I can give you behind that is there was a summer. My father had gone away for a couple of weeks on a, you know, like this a trip. story's starting to sound pretty good. And <laughs> so the Husqvarna was down in the garage. Yep. And anybody as young, you know, was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to ride my dad's bike, even if it's just in the street in front of the house. Yep. So what I didn't know was all the details behind this Husqvarna. I kicked that bike probably for a good hour, hour and a half. And it wasn't until he got back home and we were going to go riding one day. And I watched him pull the plug wire off the hot plug and put it on the cold plug. Kicked it one time, fired right over. Uh, I was like, oh, well, that was a, that was a wake-up call for me in yeah. the whole Husqvarna industry as far as that goes. 
I kicked that bike for an hour and a half. Thinking, <laughs> you wanted to ride so I bad. We wanted, and I knew there was nothing wrong with it because he had ridden it like the week before. But yeah, that was that was where I really got my love. We also lived next door to a. I lived. I grew up in Oakland, California. Okay. And we lived next door to an Oakland police officer, and he drove or he rode one of the Kawasaki 1000 or 1100s. And every day I'd be home from school, but you could hear that Kawasaki coming up the road, you know, a good half mile away. And I thought in my mind, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a motor cop someday, either here in Oakland or in San Francisco or something like that. So, so, so when did you start racing? It was last year. Okay. Um, and I want to put that shout out to Joey Preck. Okay. He was the one that got me into this. I met Joey uh, up where we live in the street, upper part of Maryland area, right below Delta, Pennsylvania. And we had ridden several times before that over the year. And then, uh, he said, we have to, you have to come with me. You are going to love this group. These are some great folks. And I said, okay, we'll do that. So that race was my first official race okay. that I had been to, the but I had been to Bud's Creek and a couple of other places in the area. And never really raced, just went on a, a midweek kind of thing. So, so the mud race was your first race. The, yeah, mud mcgeddon was my first race. And he came back. Race. That, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's, so, a, that's <laughs> impressive. So, what kind of brought you back? Because that could turn some people off. Because let's be honest, that was a challenging race for I don't care how long you've been doing it. It, yeah. it. You know, you could be the best rider, and if you pick the wrong line, you're kind of sunk. So, what what brought you back? It. You know, I have to say, it's almost what we're doing here right now. It's the people that I met at that, at that venue. And I formed relationships with some different folks. Um, there's a young man who's a firefighter in Anne Arundel County, uh, Matt Esch, and a couple of other people that were around us. And I, these relationships, you know, I'm relatively new to Maryland. You know, I've only lived here several years after I got out of the Army. But these folks seem like the folks that, that I had known and had relationships with people in the Army for so many years and come to know you guys and i just i just there was something about the family atmosphere having met billy and nancy and the other folks on their team john you know that that is a great guy to talk to I the really, fact that really you so. like john that I know. he's got well, endless knowledge look at the time here we go <laughs> <laughs> i love john john's an acquired taste yeah um so just quick question: Do you ride on the street too? Uh, yes, I okay. had a CBR one thousand, and oh, that's a beginner's bike, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I commonly refer to it as Judge Dread, yeah, because it was just this monstrotic thing. But I, you know, I'm not a young kid, and the guys that I rode with, younger guys that I had met here and there, had, um, you know, I was the old guy in the group shaking his head as you know we're going up i-95 and two of them are doing the wheelies you know we're going a lot faster than we should be but as i said i'm the old guy in the back i'm the one going sorry yeah i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, he's apologizing yeah, to everyone. i'm really sorry i don't know you know that's it but yeah uh, street bikes love to do that always had a street bike literally since i was 16 i've always okay. had a street bike yep nice and and the bruises and broken bones to go with it so <laughs> is this wood yeah yeah, knock wood, no broken bones from street bikes. Broke my big toe racing with this guy in a buddy race last year, but, you know, it's a different story for a different day. So you got to ride the layout today. Did you ride the uh, cross test? Um, yes, in the okay. late afternoon, I was able to get over there. What did you think of that? I thought that was an awesome, easy – I'm sorry, Billy. Well, no, but it, it, was, it was a relatively easy track, yeah. but it was a fast track. Yeah. So I am curious to see – 
what the times are going to be like tomorrow. I'm not because I think my kid's going to beat me tomorrow. That, <laughs> well, I've, I've said that to everybody coming in here. Like I watched him out there. I don't think I can beat him on the on the cross test, woods test maybe, but you know, obviously we're riding everything in reverse. And I talked right. to Billy about that, and he's like, "Yeah, I route everything for the direction we're going." So I'll be and Billy's all about flowy tracks. Sure. It will flow better tomorrow. I don't know if that's a plus or a minus for me at this point. Right. The one part I'm slightly concerned with is the the part where you go over the road. Because okay. today you went on that steep, steep downhill. Sure. Tomorrow we're Across going up water. that. Yeah. Tomorrow it's cross the water, straight up the hill. Yeah. Sharp left turn. Uh, Billy's signature move. And there's probably a tape that'll be right at the top of the hill. That'll only be there after the first two no, or three riders. No, there's going to be some tape blown tomorrow for sure. <laughs> there was already tape blown on the cross test exactly. today because R Ranger Emmons. Yeah. Young I'm saying the only reason he caught me today on the cross test is because I got confused where the tape was blown out. <laughs> yeah, keep being honest, story. <laughs> he still would have caught me with three turns left to go. But if that tape gets blown tomorrow, it is going to make it a little difficult in some sure. areas. And I don't know if you did you ride the quote unquote easy course today? I didn't ride it, but I did walk it. Okay. So. My issue with that was if you got going fast and you missed an arrow, yes. you're off course. And I right. came back and told Brian, I was like, I felt like a goon riding it because I got off course three times. And then I called up to Mason and Noah and Luke. And Noah and Luke might be goons, but Mason's not. And I pulled up there and I was like, What are you guys doing? He's like, we keep getting lost. I was like, all right, I don't feel so bad because those guys kept blowing the course too. Now, granted, there's not ribbon and stuff out there, and it was right. still a great course to ride, but it was literally, if you got off course, you're, you're done. Right, right. So. But I think, you know, with all the ribbon tomorrow and, and they'll keep putting it up, and I think, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think in the beginning, um, you know, it's going to be smooth, but you also don't have the berms built up. So it's going to be interesting to see how the, the track changes with all the riders Sure. Um, I'm sure when you guys do one lap and then you on the cross test, you go to the woods loop, then you come back to the cross test. It's, you know, kind of a whole, whole different it, thing. You got to find new lines, try to find the smoother well, lines. And I think especially in the, in, in, in the woods test, like we're going to build up berms. Mm -hmm. We're also going to uncover roots. Correct. As the day goes on. And that, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it again. You know, kind of what you said, it wasn't difficult. That just means we got to ride faster because it's going to be Correct. all about times, not necessarily who completes it, it's how fast you complete it. And that's the thing about these uh, these sprint enduros. Right. They're not made to be overly difficult. They're made to finish, and they're made to finish fast, and right. that's not my strong point. Yes. I'd prefer more technical stuff. Curious but, to see the times. So, yep. Dan, one last question for you. Sure. I, actually, we'll probably have a couple. One last maybe like somewhat not tough question for you, but like okay. serious question for you. You saw the videos on Costa Rica. Yes. What do you think, man? You want to go down well, and do that? As uh, your 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 fans mm -hmm. may or may not know, uh, after watching the first video, I almost immediately sent you a private message and said, um, "When are you guys going again?" <laughs> and I think even before that, when you guys were talking about going to Costa Rica, I was trying to self invite myself. <laughs> To go with you guys, because yeah. you know I had some vacation time saved up. I yeah. thought, yeah, and that was Costa before Rica, coronavirus. Like yeah, we made exactly. it down there and back. And uh, but yeah, as far as that goes, I I have to go. I have to absolutely go. Yeah. So watching your videos and some of the things that you guys did, I love the the format. It seemed like you rode a day and then you had a day off. 
the day off was good because your gear probably needed to dry out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure. And then, an, you know, another day and then another day off kind of thing. I think the biggest thing, and shout out to my wife, who really supports me to do this, is I would love to have her go with me. And I was talking to Brian's wife earlier, is that what do I need to say to get my wife to well, go with us? You know, Brian's Just, wife was down there. Brian's mom was down there. Yeah. Like, the compound we stay at is enough to get them there. Yes. Because they can hang out at the pool. They can, you know, drink some cold ones, do whatever. When we get back from riding, either we have a fabulous dinner there at the compound or we drive, you know, 15, 20 minutes down the road, have a great dinner out somewhere. Or, you know, you know, I, th I don't know, it was the first day, second day we went out and rode. Like, they went out and kind of explored the area. Where you can see the beach from where we're staying. Yeah, right. And they went down to, like, a beach bar, restaurant, whatever, hung out, had a great time. And if we get a, a group together, I think, you know, it'll make it nice, especially if some of the other wives go. And yeah. you just, if you, you want the advice to... To have her go, just show her some pictures of of the food and that pool. And if right. you need more pictures, we can send you something to show. Excellent, her, we got yes. a lot of them. Yeah, the pools on the beaches. But the uh, other thing right. is to like bring a significant other along because right. they're not assuming they're not riding. The prices, it's well, nothing to add. Then, no. yeah, I forget right. what it was, but thirty dollars. And, and granted, these prices may change. What was it, thirty dollars today? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, where can you stay in basically like a tropical resort? For sure. $30 a day. You you can't beat it. So, no, that was a great time. Brian and I are talking about can we rent, and when I say we, like, you know, through the channel, through the podcast, you know, we'll get some of our friends lined up, people that, you know, you've seen on the podcast, seen on the channel, that sort of thing, want to go back again, and then open it up to folks that have been watching, listening along, and just have it open to anyone that's a fan of two-wheeled rider, not necessarily me, just like all the stuff we do and come down and do it. And I think that would be a lot of fun. And I feel like, you know, especially those guys down there, they understand everyone's riding ability. So we're, right. we're going to split up into groups. Like Andrew and Dave are going to go hit up stupid stuff all day long. I'm going to kind of be in between. We'll have some people that just like, hey, I want to ride dirt roads and get to the next bar and have a cold one. That's cool. <laughs> everybody's everybody's going to have their ultimate off-road motorcycle trip through it. Right. So, yeah, we got to get on that. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do it. I know we'll, you said we'll, that we'll, it's probably a two-year kind of thing. I'm patient, but, boy, it sure would be fun to go next year in February. I just, uh, yeah. And if you go, I I'm ready. Argue with that. I'm not ruling anything out at this point. So, Dan, listen, look forward to seeing you on the track tomorrow. Wish yes. you the best of luck. Thank you. Stay and safe you. out there. Yes. Wish you the best finish, just not in front of me, at least in the overall times. Actually, I don't really care at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll see you out there. And... Uh, and we'll see you after the race. So Thank uh, thanks so Thank much you. for being Thank on tonight. You. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thanks All for right, being great. on. Have a good night. Thanks. All right. All right. Welcome back. Our next guest, we have Nancy and Billy Schlag here with us. Billy, you are the, I'm going to call, founder of Trail Pros. Uh, the two of you are the uh, founders of the SXCS, Cross Country Sprint and whatever. We'll link the website on the YouTube channel. I always have so much trouble saying that. Um, but we're out here in Burlington, West Virginia. Listen, I'm a West Virginia guy. So anytime we come to West Virginia race, I'm so excited. Billy, tell us a little bit about the layout and, and the type of format we're racing here tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. Well, this is a my favorite, which is a sprint cross, which is based on the uh, sprint enduro. It's, just, it's the same uh, as uh, the Kenda Full Gas uh, uh, sprint series. So. 
uh, and which which I raced that, and I've, I started racing that in 2014 when they when they came out with it. I'm currently the only one that's that's ridden every test, and so that's how much I like the format. So I wanted to bring it to our area. So uh, and uh, we had already started with the uh, hangover hair scramble five years ago, and then uh, we uh, I guess now it's been what a year ago, or a year and a half ago, we decided to go ahead and make this a a series and uh, kind of bring it back to our uh, D.C., Baltimore metro area So, because uh, it had really kind of fallen off. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, at, uh, we're in the middle of our series now, our second year. So, yeah. you know, Brian and I are super appreciative because we get tired of driving up to northern PA and New Jersey and everywhere else on the map. And the fact that we can, most of the races, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, usually within about – Two hours max. Yep, we can get to. And I think you know that's one question I want to ask, just because I've mentioned it multiple times with other guests on the series, and and why I like it a lot. You know, one, it it's closer for us, but even for people that want to travel, um, a lot of times we do travel that four or five hours. And you know, my son races youth; he rides for one hour, and we travel four to five hours home. What I love about this is today he rode all day long. And then he still gets to race tomorrow. So talk a little bit about what made you guys kind of uh, decide to, to have that ride and family fun aspect of it. And we're wow. going to Nancy for that. <laughs> As the mic slides over. Um, yeah, I think uh, part of it started when we were doing the hangover hair scramble. And we just thought it would be nice to offer clinics. And, um, and then it kind of led to maybe we should have rides. But, of course, when we do the hangover, the weather is always crummy because it's so cold. Um, but that could just kind of – it's what I think a lot of people like is just, like, that seat time. And they like just hanging out with their friends and not having the pressure of racing. But it also gives people the opportunity to get used to the course that will run. And maybe you have people that come sign up just to ride. But then they're kind of intrigued and like, you know what, I think I can handle this. And then they get into racing. So it's also a form of building the race community, I think. Um, and just I, that's what we want to do is just keep growing, growing the community and giving the opportunity for people to get comfortable and just have a good time and enjoy the weekend. And with our series, like in particular with the Sprint Cross, um, we're trying not to make it to where people have to spend the whole weekend here racing um, but if they are free for the weekend, we encourage them to, you know, come camp and enjoy the whole weekend with us. But it's not like you have to, like you don't have to come here Saturday. But if you have the time and you want to come hang out, it's the perfect opportunity to do so and get some seat time. Yeah, it's, it's some great points. I mean, you know, just that that opportunity i invite a lot of new riders that have always been scared to make the jump into racing and just say, hey, come out, ride ride the event and if you feel comfortable on the track then sign up for your first race and um, I, th I think that really helps get more people into the racing aspect well, well and it's really affordable too like you can come out here and ride all day for 20 bucks like wh where can you do that anywhere else like you're paying way more than that for a lot of tracks to go out and ride for the day unless you've got a membership or something like that and and it is i think to your point it's you, you know you're right like they come out and they ride and they're like i can ride this and I passed a couple of people while I'm out here. Maybe I'll just go ahead and sign up tomorrow and, 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 and you know, dip my toe into racing. And, and it's a lot of fun because it does make you a far better rider once you go out and start competing, whether you're an off-road person, on-road person, whatever. Like, the more disciplines you can get into, the competition will, you know, 
hopefully you rise to the occasion and it just makes you better. So, um, one thing we'd be remiss in, in, you know, o- overstepping Nancy, don't push that away. Cause this is about you. <laughs> Nancy actually has her own podcast, which I want her to plug while she's on ours. Thank so, you. so talk a little bit about that. Um, so it's uh, dirt bike girl adventures. And, um, I, what I try to do is interview women that are racing and riding and they have inspirational stories and it just kind of started uh, i've wanted to do it for a long time and i'm just kind of learning not quite as professional as you at all listen <laughs> you need any help on <laughs> this is expensive that's all i'm gonna say and we're yeah. not making anything but i it, use it's my fun. cell phone <laughs> that's about it but i'm having a great time with it i've realized that i really don't have to reach out too far i know like tons of women and females that ride and they're all like super cool and they have such great stories and there really isn't i mean it's not hard to find someone i'm just like no, I don't know no you're right it, it, it's really not and we've tried to do a like i think we've done 10 official two-wheeled rider podcasts we're counting this as an after hours and we've had three females on we had amanda on we had my sister on uh, obviously amanda's you know accomplished off-road rider uh, my sister's a street rider and then we had Megan Sakonikas on, who who does ride, but also is you know is the mother of and and wife of how many riders? Yeah, a lot. I, I don't know. <laughs> we, we, I've run out of fingers and toes. But I mean, w- we want to show that aspect too because you know normally when you think of motorcycle rider, at least most people when they think of motorcycle rider, it's guy, leather vest, whatever it may be. I think that's what Tyler was talking yeah. about earlier. But there's so much more to it than that. There is the family aspect. Dan, who was just in here right before you guys walked in, he said his first race ever was Hangover, not this not this year, the, the year before when I got my – everybody keeps talking about how I got my bike hung up in that creek. <laughs> but, you know, Brian asked him, why would you come back? And he was like, it was the family atmosphere, all the relationships I made. So I, I think that's a testament to, to the, the racing community, the motorcycle community community how people just want to come back because they feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves so oh yeah and i find that with our series that well every series has it and i've never been on this side of a series being a promoter and seeing how you're building that community with the people that are coming to your races and stuff i always admired that of other series i'm like oh that's cool you know because people follow it and you're like oh wow this is this is neat so like a community but it's really neat and really um, just encouraging to see that that community is building within our series. And that's really cool like to see everyone, see you guys like coming back. And um, I don't know. It's a, neat, it's a neat feeling. Well, I think, you know, we just appreciate what you all are doing. I think everyone, you know, especially in the mid-Atlantic area, you know, finding riding, riding is tough. Um, you know, finding the property and really admire all that you guys are doing because until you're, you're there – going through all that it's a lot of work well we're, we're not the west coast where you know there's tons of open land you can go ride wherever you want we're on the east coast we're a little bit more compact it's it's more difficult to ride you know find spots to ride but the fact that you guys are kind of combining both the racing aspect on sunday and i get that sometimes race is saturday whatever but the race on sunday with the riding on saturday is there another series that does that? I haven't I haven't found it. And and the other thing you guys are doing, which we haven't mentioned yet, we've got the Sprint Enduros, we've got the GPs, 
And we've got the hair scrambles. My my first experience in off-road racing, and I don't know if you guys know, like I came from road racing, so this is <laughs> this is totally new to me. Um, you know, I was used to hair scrambles. Like we go out and race for an hour and a half, two hours, plus a lap, whatever. But the GPs are great because we go out and, you know, do two 30-minute, when I say motos, those aren't motocross motos, but still motos. And then we also have this, you know, the uh, spr sprint crosses where we're riding six different tests, which, I don't know, the fast guys might run in five minutes. I'm probably running like eight minutes, whatever. But it, it's fun. You can come back and tune your bike a little bit, get a drink of water, whatever the case may be. And you don't have to worry about, I don't want to say you're not racing in a sprint cross. You are but you don't have to worry about like banging handlebars because we restack at the end of each test and the faster guys go off first. So in theory, unless you had an issue, no one should catch you and you shouldn't pass anybody else after the first couple of tests. So Billy, talk a little bit about why you decided to do the three different formats. I think it's awesome, but, and I don't know why no one thought of that before, but just talk a little bit about that. Well, I grew up racing motocross, so I started racing when I was six. Started riding when I was five, so I'm 46 now, so get 40 years of this, right? And uh, most, of, most of that time was in motocross. And uh, so I, I really, I mean, I, back in the day, I did like an off-road race here and there, but it was just all focused on motocross. And I never really hung out with somebody that would introduce me the right way to off-road. And I think it's real important to get kind of introduced the right way to off-road and then you get for a motocrosser because a lot of motocrossers are kind of close-minded to it and 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 we all like know. dirt bikes at the end of the day right yeah exactly exactly but so once you're introduced to it and and you kind of uh you know you know get into it for a little while and, and learn it more then you, you you decide hey this is really where i want to be because it's so much more interesting it's it's really kind of uh it's more and, and I guess really for me, it's more complex, I guess, uh, side of, of racing dirt bikes is off-road. It's, uh, you know, it uh, motocross, it's just beating down the same laps, right? It's just yep. trying to go faster and faster and faster, which, I mean, you know, it's fun. We all enjoy it, but, you know, it just kind of gets boring after a while. So well, you got jumps in there, too, and that's just not my thing. <laughs> gotcha. We got to jump out here tomorrow. We got to step up. Yeah, he was lining it up, I heard. Yeah, yeah I saw <laughs> it. I saw it. Yeah, that's the moto background. I got to throw that in. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, but we also have good dirt here, too, which is crazy. I've never been to West Virginia and hadn't had rocks. I've got to that's, see a rock besides the creek bed. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I yeah. mean, the rocks are only on the road on this property yeah. coming in here, yeah. which is yeah. the thing. So, but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so uh, where was I at? What were we talking we about? We were talking about three different formats. <laughs> oh, three different formats. Yeah, right. So so anyway, so um, I guess, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, since my background's so so deep in motocross, right, and then and then got into off-road, I, um, I, I, I guess, you know, kind of really started off racing like the long three-hour endurance races in off-road, right, which, I, you know, it was really fun. All the, you know, the, the, the tracks and stuff were really fun to learn and, and how to how to go fast and 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 uh, just kind of learn how all the different little things about off road versus motocross and then but the endurance side of it for me isn't that fun right so I mean three hours is well it's, right. it's let's terrible. be real I don't know who was having fun after that like two hour mark and right. the, the course gets harder right <laughs> it's exactly. a survival exactly so. So, uh, you know, you know, and I'd, I'd ridden GPs back in the day, like 
what they called a GP at Minio's because Minio's and you know one of the big amateur motocross nationals uh, used to have GP as one of the disciplines in it. So, oh, okay. and uh, and always liked it, but uh, you know we didn't really have any other GPs or anything that we could ride in our area or anything like that. But so I was like, hey, you know, I like sprint. You know, really gotten into that. I mean, that's my favorite format, actually. So, and, uh, you know, I like the cross-country stuff, you know. And two hours is, is a lot more feasible, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, um, but uh, I figured, hey, if we can get cross-country people interested maybe in sprints by offering a sprint, if they're already riding cross-country, they can come over and ride sprints. Maybe they'll, you know, that'll pique their interest more. And then we'll put in GPs, which maybe motocrossers will be a little bit more accustomed to a GP and then they'll get the taste of off-road within a GP. So we'll start, maybe we can start mingling all these groups together and, you know. So. Yeah, everyone tries out something different. Maybe that off-road rider well, never want to do a motocross track. They come to a GP and say, you know what, maybe I'll go try a motocross race. Now. Well, right. I think it's right. cool right. because right. at exactly. the end of the but season in this series, it's the best all-round rider. It's not the right. best at hair scrambles. It's not the best at sprint enduros. It's not the best at GPs. You've had to ride all different disciplines, so we really should be crowning the best rider at the end of the season, all, right. all around. Exactly. Yeah, right. So, so yeah. all right, and they're, and they're oh. a ton of fun. <laughs> they they are. And by the way, the the I love the sprint enduros. They're fun. I just like some super technical stuff and like a hair scramble because I'm not very fast and I know I can get through that. So while those other guys crash that are faster than me, I just tractor my way up the hill or whatever and move on. But, but. I think it makes it more fun kind of for points too, because maybe someone, you know, goes to the hair scramble and they crush it. And, but then there's someone else that comes along and they were better at a different discipline. Now they're in the points lead. So no, it kind of makes right. it interesting. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Like last season, like I noticed, I'm like, Oh God, this guy showed up again. But it was a different format, and I might beat that guy at that format. And then we get back to his good format, and I'm like, oh, crap. Now I just lost points again. But, right. no, it, it's a lot of fun. You design – listen, I this is total truth. Like, we've been to a lot of different series. We've been to a lot of AMA East series, which are across all the different districts. We've been to ECA series. I've I could not finish that GNCC. Those quads just suck, and they just tear up the track. <laughs> um, but I've been to a lot of different series. Your tracks, by far, are the best. And and there's no question what are the most fun tracks. It's yours. And we've talked to the kids. We've had the kids on, and, and the podcast we're talking about, which is an after hours we did last weekend, is not posted yet. And they all commented on, well, they're fun, flowy tracks. Like, everyone has fun. Awesome. And I think that's the big thing. I mean, granted, there are some enduros and, and hair scrambles where their big thing is being the toughest, and that's fine. Right. Like, we understand that going in, but having fun is what brings people back. And you and I were talking earlier today, listen, COVID-19, say whatever you want about it. For you, you're still running base, I don't want to say your full series, but most of your series, where a lot of other series have kind of shut down. Right because they're in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, which suck. But we're still running for points. You know, we I've seen a lot of ECA people here, and it's nothing against the ECA. Great, great organization, great series. Sure. But they're at the mercy of the, of the state governments there. They're not running anything. And I think once they show up and ride a couple of these events, 
they're going to thoroughly enjoy it and want to keep coming back. Like they're going to have to make the decision. Do I want to chase CCA or do I want to come to SXCS? And, you know, Brian and I, we've just, first off, it's much more convenient for us, but, but second, the kids have so much fun and Brian enjoys chasing me around as a sweep rider and talking trash to me while I'm trying to ride as fast as I can. He's on whatever it is. He decides to ride that day. We're having a blast out here. Totally appreciate everything you guys do with the series it's been great nancy i'm going to toss the last question to you because you kind of run the social media side of things how do people find out more about sxcs what do they follow on facebook instagram whatever the case may be and you can also plug your podcast again <laughs> great um well thank you though for what you're saying and what you guys are saying that's cool um so you can find us our so we're SXCS, it's Sprint Cross Country Series. And on Facebook, we're just go Sprint Cross Country Series, and you'll find us on Instagram, it's SXCS Sprint Cross Country Series. And um, you can also find our website, which is trailpros.us. And on that website, we have our Trail Pros, which is our track and trail building company. And then we also have uh, a link there for SXCS, another part of our website. And it's pretty clear. You go there and check us all out. And uh, But yeah, on Facebook is definitely where we're most, um, it's just seems like very convenient. Most updates. Yeah, yeah, most updates happen there. We always do an event, um, like, you know, an event page for all of our events. Um, definitely, I would say, uh, check out Dirt Bike Girl Adventures. So dirtbikegirladventures.com and on Instagram, Dirt Bike Girl Adventures, the podcast on Spotify. And um, yeah, so we're just, we're definitely there on the social media. And um, yeah, I'm glad you asked that question to me because I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's like, I'm just designing the track. <laughs> so no, it is cool. Like you go on the Yarl's website, you can pre-register for events, you know, both the racing and, and the, uh, and the trail ride days. It's great if you got kids. Cause you know, like I showed up with his kid in the back of my truck today and it's like, you know, I gave him the names, they handed over the wristbands or whatever to get in. Uh, if you can pre-register, you, you, you should. I'm assuming it makes it a little easier for you guys. Definitely does. We just started doing the pre-registration for the trail, but that worked out really well. And I think we can probably keep that. And it also lets us know how to, I definitely want to say pre-registering is great because it definitely lets us understand what interest is there um, and how to prepare for the event, you know, going forward. So I said that would be the last question. Just, I do have one more. If people want to give you guys feedback how do they reach out to you to say, hey, I really like this. Could you change, the, you know, whatever the case may be. How can they reach you to just give input and feedback? Well, on our, first of all, on Facebook, always message us. I always, I'm the one who looks at that stuff. So direct message is fine and I always answer. And, um, and on the website, there's a, you know, a little section that you can reach out to us. It's, you know, just, you can just comment and we get that through our email always email us at trailpros.us slash trailpros.us at gmail.com and we'll uh, we're definitely open to all of that uh, suggestions it's something that we've always um 
You know, a lot of people don't know how to take suggestions uh, found in the past with other, you know. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Yeah. And I just really feel like it's there. Like, we would do it all the time, and we never Mm. mean it as uh, negative. Like, we just, we really enjoy this thing, and we want to make it better if we can. Or maybe we see something that you don't see because you're on another side of things. But so we really appreciate it, so. Well, and I know earlier today, I think Mason came over and talked to you because Aubrey had an issue in one section of the track. You guys went out and took care of it. Like, it, it's not a, well, if you don't like it too bad, you're willing to work with people and make it better. So, hey, anyway, we went 20 minutes. I said we'd go like oh. five or six. <laughs> but at the same time, thank you guys so much for being on. Love to have you on for a full-blown version of the podcast at some point. This has been great tonight. I know you guys have, both of you, so much more knowledge to share I know the listeners would enjoy it. Brian, anything else I missed? No, I think we're good. We're looking forward to the uh, kind of the full thing and then obviously tomorrow. So thank you both for taking the time. I know it's been a long day for both of you. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you guys. Welcome our next guest to uh, After Hours. We have Kathleen Boyer. Brian, any relation? Uh, Possibly. Depends on the day. Sister? That'd be weird. (laughs) We are in West Virginia. We're in Burlington, West Virginia, which is about as rural as it gets. So. Listen, it, it may get confusing to people that listen to us on the podcast, watch the YouTube channel, follow me on Instagram. Your sons, your not sons, you, you have three sons, only two of them are here. Case may be the fastest at the moment. <laughs> but Luke Harding, different last name. We don't need to get into all the details. But your son, he's been out there riding on his 85 today. I understand he's basically commandeering a 65 tomorrow. Yep. Are we sure? Yep. Okay. What is your role in tomorrow's race? What are you looking forward to? I'm hoping he wins. Well, that's good. I just hope he doesn't fall. That too. <laughs> that's my big thing. He, like listen, you're sweep riding tomorrow, so you know <laughs> exactly you why I don't fall. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kathleen, did you ride before you met Brian? Actually, I did. You did? On what? So, I met Brian through Dave Damaso. Dave always. <laughs> the guy Dave, that steals all our whiskey. Dave, Dave is a favorite of the podcast. He's always my favorite. Womp womp. Not womp. So no, you, I grew up with Dave, and Dave always rode motorcycles. And actually, my brother had a 80. Yeah, Honda 80. Yeah, so we rode around my neighborhood. So what was it like the first time Luke lined up on a, on a starting line to go race? I was scared. Why were you scared? Like that scared? It really hurt. Okay. But Not he didn't. That, Okay. So so now what's it like to see him li- like like tomorrow morning? This is a little bit different type of format because I'm going to assume, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, it was probably a hair scramble first race. Yep, ECA hair scramble. All right. So tomorrow is a, is a sprint enduro. They've been out. They've ridden the course in reverse. We know they can make it around. What's your feeling going to be like tomorrow morning? He's fine. Oh, that's good. But I hope me. he wins. Okay. Because he doesn't have much competition, I don't think, in his class. Well, I think this time we're actually going to have some... some. It looks great, well, like the numbers out there. That's our biggest thing with this series, is I really hope the, the competition grows. And, and even if it's not his class, they reset the riders based off of their overall finish from the previous test. So, so even if, say, he finished one second behind a super mini rider, he's going to start right behind that super mini rider. So he actually has competition the whole time, even if it's not... And I think class. that'll be cool to see because if you see you're in front of 85cc riders, super mini riders, those sorts of things, I would imagine it's going to give you a confidence boost. I wouldn't know what that feels like. Like, I'm going to be 
put behind nothing against women, like women sea riders and super senior sea riders and whatever else the case may be. But no, I think it'll be cool to see them reseated and see, you know, if you're on that 65 in front of an 85, you got to feel pretty good about yourself at that point. Absolutely. I wish he did the 85s, but he's too short. I signed him (laughs) up for that today. And I I told both of you when I came back, I'm like, listen, you guys can sue the AMA if he gets hurt because I might have forged a signature at sign up. But not going to admit to that. Repeat, I am the sweep rider. So I'd rather have him on a bike. You don't have to pick him up. a little shorter. Either way, I'll probably pick him up at some point. Um, I I seem to to find him at at some point in, in the bushes. That's true. So more important things other than racing, how do you find like the whole camping aspect? And when I say camping, just to be, just so everyone on the podcast, like we're sitting in my tiny little camper, (laughs) 17 feet. You guys are in one that is more than twice my size. It's, It's 35 feet. Yep. How do you, how do you find that? It's like home away from home at this point. So it's comfortable. Um, if anyone knows me, I struggle with my sleep aspects of life, but it's fun. I like hanging out with friends, having a good time. Yeah. So I, I made the mistake of getting this RV pretty early on. I don't think we, well, I know we never did the, the tent camping and I think that's where I went wrong. If I would have took her tent camping a couple of times, she would have been like, this is awful. I've been tent camping. I know, but not the at beach. the races. Well, yeah. See, so <laughs> I, I, and I like that. Yeah. Well, I would like tent camping on the beach too, but we're in Burlington, yeah. West Virginia. But if, if I would have gone to a few there, races, we are the... waterfront. I would like to point out, like right outside the camper is a small creek that yeah, some I children booked, are playing in. Yeah, I booked that special campsite just for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I think you know. Um, talk a little bit about what you like, you know, about this series. Do you feel any a little a little bit more laid back? Do you like the camping at this one versus some of the other races you've gone to? Um, Sure. Nancy and Billy put on good races. Definitely yeah. better than the others, I think. Sorry, ECA. ECEA. Well, that's why I feel like ECA does a great job. Yeah, they're great. I too. feel like and and admittedly, the competition level is much higher there. And we'd like to get that to the point here, but they put on such great tracks, such great mm-hmm. events. It's really tough to beat. No, and I don't think, yeah, we're, we're definitely not talking down about the ECA, but that's kind of where I was getting at is I just feel a little bit more kind of that family connection at this, you know, you know, I see kids kind of riding around, um, on littler bikes that aren't racing. Um, they, they kind of just cater to, to anyone. They, they had a practice day today, letting the little kids, um, kind of go out on the course. So I look forward to when Case can do these races cause he loves this. I mean, what does he what is he, like one year away? Can we put him in before no, he turns four? He's, yeah. Like two and a Dude half. Dude is super he's, fast. He's AMA one. Just <laughs> putting that out there. That is that serious? That's he's serious. AMA one? Yeah. Super yeah. young. It's ridiculous because if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put some clips up. Dude's out here riding wheelies and just <laughs> like riding his Stasic. Like it's ridiculous. We could put him on a PW50 right now if he understood how to use the brakes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we can't reach I, the ground either. He doesn't have to. He's got balance. <laughs> no, he he's got great balance. I don't know. Can he not reach the ground? I feel mm-hmm. like his weight would compress that suspension yeah, enough. Like yeah. Team I, lo- I love the kid, but Team he's a little on the heavy side. <laughs> yeah, Team Cookie tummy though. <laughs> he's super fast. Um, I can't believe he's AMA one. 
Yep. He's a little guy. He's not little. <laughs> young. Sorry. He's young. Action. He's yeah. not little. So, so Kathleen, this is just my question because these all these questions are unscripted. Favorite part of the weekend, the racing or just whatever we cook out here on these uh, Blackstone griddles? Whatever we're cooking out on these Blackstone griddles, for sure. Yeah, those. Yeah, just. <laughs> no, I like the racing too. I like to watch all the kids, like the Sacanicus boys. They're awesome to watch. And so, so Noah, I can't forget Noah. It's, it's fine. He's, he's coming into his own at this <laughs> point. He's over in your camper right now. We kicked him out of mine because we got to do this podcast. <laughs> um, what is your favorite format to watch? Do you like at least in SXCS because that's the event we're at? Do you hmm. hair scrambles, sprint cross, GPS? And I know we're only part way into the second season of this, but the sprint crosses is kind of like an enduro where you stop and go, right? That's what we're at, doing tomorrow. Yeah, so I like those better because you can kind of recap with yeah. the kid afterwards, see how they're doing. Yeah. yeah. No, I kind of like those, and I feel like Billy designs a course that, depending on where you stand, whether you're at the start finish line or you're somewhere else, you can see a decent amount of it, depending on the property layout. Yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, you definitely see a lot more, as Kathleen can probably attest, when I go to a race, she never sees me because I'm just running through the bushes yelling. Um, and she, well, I've, got, I've got that on video. Yeah. Stop doing so that. she doesn't like that. So I think with this, it kind of makes it nice. Um, one, cause I sweep right and I can go hide where I yell, but, um, two, I think just for her, you don't have to kind of rush over, you know, in a normal hair scramble, you see Luke one time a lap. And what's but that? I like the hair scrambles too. Cause it's like, you know, who's winning and you know who to watch. Mm -hmm. Well, you do. I like, but I think they have the live scoring here this weekend mm -hmm. cause we got a, I don't know if it's Wi-Fi signal, internet signal, whatever. You, you'll you be able to see it. But you also kind of know, at least if you watch the couple riders take off in front, a couple riders take off in back. Maybe you don't know the overall time, mm -hmm. but at least you know, well, the rider that took off 10 seconds behind called him. He's yeah. he's behind that rider. And then the restack, which we were talking to Luke about, like I think we were talking to him about it, whoever we were talking about. It. Like, they'll restack at that point, and you can kind of see where they stand. But... You know, I, I think the sprint cross is, even though I'm not very good at it, it's a really cool format. Well, you can stand in, in one spot, and you'll probably see Luke for, you know, I can also put up 30 times longer, and yeah. we can watch yeah, it from there. Stand. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, I, I, my next question, uh, do, you, do you see all three of your boys racing dirt bikes? Will they do anything else? That's my way. I hope Colt plays basketball, though. Oh, you can do that in the winter. Basketball is great in the winter. Brian and I are both big bas basketball fans. Yeah, Luke plays basketball. Yep. Um, Colt, what are some of the words he knows at this point? Mom, dad, ripper, ball. I want that. And usually what by I want that, he's pointing at either a ball or, or a food. dirt bike. Yeah, or food. <laughs> or food. Oh, brap. Faked up brap. That's what I was waiting on. He's brap. all like brap, brap. I'm like, oh, there he is. Yeah, she was, uh, at first, he was more of kind of the, the ball only, and he, he's still in, into that, but all of a sudden it clicked, and Switch there's a up. lot of uh, toy dirt bikes moving around. There's a lot of brap going, and I'm, you know, super proud. They, so, will, they so will all three ride. It, it took me kind of uh, being home a little more with this whole COVID thing, and I, I got them uh, straightened out. You can't take all credit. So, so, Brian, question for you. And I get this difficult to answer because there's no right or wrong until we see history, you know, take its course. If you were to put money down on two years 
five years from now? Who's faster, Case or Colt? I think you're going to find so maybe five years, Case. I think the in the long run, I put Colt. Colt's uh, you know not putting too much out there, but you know he went through the whole NICU experience. He he's tough and, and riding dirt bikes. It's really uh, you know part of it's skill, but I think all all my kids will you know have a certain level of skill and passion. But it, it's who wants it more, who can really push through some of the the tough circumstances or a tough piece of the course and, and colt's been through a lot so i really think it's going to be him i vote case yeah is, it, is there a popsicle at the end of the course because so I, I, i'm voting case nothing against Colt. anybody around colt's my boy but but case is <laughs> is like case. my og at this point mm-hmm. like i, I love I, colt he's my youngest yeah but i, I don't I know what I, I don't know when malbio Came in to Case's vocab, but I feel like it was very early on, and I can't, I, I can't discount that. So, Kathleen, how do people follow you on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be? Don't follow. Just kidding. <laughs> I hate social media. Yeah. She's she's more. Hey, Boyer three three seven. All right, cool. We'll we'll pop that up on the screen. A lot of it is is the kids mm-hmm. out there, yeah. or or the family aspect. So, if you guys want to follow that, go check it out, uh, Kathleen. It's my bedtime. It is your bedtime. We'll let you get to bed. <laughs> We've got a couple more interviews to do tonight. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> All right. Welcome our next guest tonight. We have Luke Ross and Luke Reisert. I'm just going to refer to both of them as Luke for the rest of this interview. Two, and Luke, two Lukes and one. That's weird, dude. So... <laughs> Luke Ross, you were on the podcast. I'm back. Yeah, like I'm back. Episode before last, and yes, when I sir. say episode before last, I mean like official episode. I, Listen, I don't know how much you guys shared that stuff, but that that podcast is I don't want to say it's going viral, but but for our podcast, that's one of the best listened to podcasts. Dude, it was f-ing awesome. I mean, we we really like I really enjoyed it. One, I enjoyed recording it. And two, I just, I got so much positive feedback from all groups of people, whether it was kids I went to high school with, you know, friends, uh, from the racing community. Uh, my mom, you know, like my mom, you know, I mean, that, that is cool when you hear from yeah, mom and dad and you're like, Hey, yeah. that was really good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, dad, he ain't ever going to say anything. He's going to say, <laughs> John's hey, no, like, wait a minute. No, John gonna- shared it. So that Dude, John did share it. Oh, it was a publicity stunt. Uh, I, I told Brian, I was like, John Ross just shared our podcast. What the hell just happened? What happened? Yeah, he hit the wrong like button. He doesn't understand how Facebook works. Yeah, pretty much. But That's no, th- that up, was yeah. a good one. We we got a lot of positive feedback from it. I got emails and stuff. Listen, you know, the whole thing with our podcast, like Brian and I come from different backgrounds. I come from, you know, I used to road race. Obviously, I offered. I mean, if you want to consider it all for racing, like I get my ass kicked every weekend, but oh, you're you know, gonna be feeling real good tomorrow, especially. I, I hope so. <laughs> um, but you know, we come from different back, backgrounds. Brian's all for racing. I'm more of like a touring and, and road racing thing, and and we've kind of tried to get people on from all different aspects of motorcycle riding. But the cool thing to me is when I get people that email me or direct message me, private message me and go, hey, I'm not into this aspect or I've never learned this discipline before, but now I've listened to it and that interests me now and I want to go buy a dirt bike or I want to go buy an adventure bike or street bike, whatever it may be. That's kind of cool. It's crazy. I mean, seriously, like uh, you reach out to all different brands, obviously – 
if you did listen to the episode, we touched on playing times. I grew up in the motorcycle business. My dad owned plenty of motorcycle shops. So I've seen it all. I've seen the adventure rider like yourself. I've seen the off-road rider like yourself. And I've seen the entry rider like yourself as your newer rider started a few years ago. So I think he's still faster than me. Oh, he's gonna smoke you tomorrow. Wow. He was already Listen, talk, he was talking shit on the outside. Uh, that's fine. Like yeah. I, I've already just succumbed to the fact that my eleven year old's gonna put in faster lap times than me tomorrow. So that's so, understandable. But that's why I want to shout out this guy too because he's you know he's getting into it. He should be able to tell his story a little bit. So so Luke, two. I don't know what. How are we going? Yeah, it's so difficult. There's no easy way. Luke, uh, how long ago did you start racing? Uh it's. I think I'm in my second year, just starting now. Well, that's sad that you're beating me already, and I've been doing it a little bit longer than that. But I'm also old. Yeah. So, yeah. so aside from SXCS, have you uh, raced any other formats or any other series? Yeah, I did one full gas, and I've also done an ECA Okay. Well, so. so was the ECA a hair scramble? Yeah. And then obviously we know what full gas is. How, how did you like those series? Uh, they were great. I didn't do very well because I, we showed up and it was, we were kind of a mess. So we got there late, didn't even set my sag or anything. I just, yeah. We, and it's a learning experience though. When you first yeah, start, yeah. I think that's what it's about. It's just trying some different series, finding out what you like, um, you know, when to arrive at the track, you know, <laughs> and make sure, but it, it really is a, a lot goes into it. And sometimes it can be a little intimidating, but I think, you know, just getting out there and trying, which makes yeah. it fun. So, so what what uh, class do you race? I'm in Schoolboy Two now. Okay, I was doing C250 last year. I remember that because he always finished in front of me <laughs> in his I was, first I, year. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Just busting your balls, dude! I was like 37 years old. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, well, he has been working with us a little bit. He's been coming down to the house and stuff. I have been, been too. Riding. What are you teaching him? You're not teaching me. <laughs> I guess we're going to go. I guess you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, well, well so we true. have a, a kind of a wrench to throw in there. So uh, Mario has the potential to ride a Ross tuned uh, two, uh, 250 or a Ross tuned 350 that he's been offered up. So, so the 250 has air forks. The 350 does not. I'd run the 350. Well, and you. You seem like you went a lot faster in Costa Rica on the 350, so I'm going to go It's weird. Like, I don't like to be one of those people that's like, well, it's the bike, and you need to blame it on that. But at the same time, like, Brian was down there, and listen, I'm not setting any land land speed records or anything else, but I was on a 350, and I felt comfortable. And that was the first time on a dirt bike, like, and we were riding, Brian will test this, we are riding some super gnarly stuff, like, if you step two inches to the left, you're dead. Or maybe not dead, but we're trying to find a hospital 100 miles away to come you know, come airlift you out. And I felt good on the 350. Last weekend, I say weekend, it was, shit, what was it, Monday? We were out riding. Yep. I went out and rode the A-loop. Of course, his son, Luke, got stuck somewhere, and I'm going down the, the A-loop, and I ended up crashing, and I'm on his bike. It's not his bike's fault. <laughs> and I am crashing in a rock. My, I don't know if you guys can tell, like my hands a little swelled up on this side. Nothing right, broken, guys. and but I felt great on the three fifty up until that point. Like I'm riding stuff that was Costa Rica level, but I felt comfortable. 
I also know you guys put the front forks on his bike, and you know, no, they've, he, they've he, done the suspension. Yeah, no, he was around. throwing. Now I'm closer to the weight and that you set it up for personally I, I, right I, now than I he am is. Not. <laughs> and if I also I were, rode your yeah, 250. I, I was gonna say, didn't you ride my 250? Yeah. Like just putting it, like from one field part of the field to like I'm wearing just Crocs, bro. Yeah, seriously. Crocs so what's, what's that say? Well, no, and I, and, yeah. I, and I came back. I was like, I'm ready to throw my front forks in the trash right now and go get whatever you guys have set up. Dude, you can find them cheap online. I already talked to Jake earlier in his per van. We'll, we'll touch on that in a moment. Yeah, um, get it. We'll get you I rode Brian's man. bike. the the suspension The uh, suspension is set up great. Just the added power of the 350 for whatever reason. Like I ride a little bit higher gear, well, and I feel more comfortable. The 350's got a lot more moving inertia. So that was like what I always noticed whenever I was riding. So I, I, you know, gone back and forth. I've ridden 250F and 350. And the thing with the 350, I don't know, it always suited my style better just because of the little bit more bottom end and bark that it had on it. But the big thing the 250 has is this light feeling. It feels like a, you know, two stroke or any type. Sure. I think it weighs like 225 dry or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but the funny thing is 350 is not that much more. No, it's not, but it's just the moving inertia of the motor. Like 350 feels heavier when you ride more it. It really does. Yeah. yeah. But no – you're right about that. That's, it feels more planted. Where mine, that. I feel like that front end still bounce, bouncing around on it. And oh, I, yeah. You know, I, I get that we can change all sorts of different things on it. Like, I'm racing after $3 trophies here. Like, <laughs> like what's the point? But you, you want to feel comfortable on it. And, you yeah, know, riding 350 thing. is, I feel better on it. So, long story short, if you see a guy on 646 tomorrow, like, busting ass, it ain't me. It's it's this guy's sweep ride. Right, still catch me on his three fifty. So that's all right. Yeah, we we rode the track a little bit today. It wasn't too bad. I got here a little late. I uh, I did three laps on the cross test because he was running it backwards today. It wasn't bad. I was feeling pretty good. You know, like I said, I was getting getting into it, did feeling you, a little racy. Did you do the woods test at all? Oh yeah, that's started on the woods. That's the thing. So I started on the woods. I was following Dave Redman, property owner. He's taking me out. He's like, yeah, I'll show you the woods a little bit. I just wanted to scope it out, you know, see where the lines were going to develop for tomorrow or whatever. I'm telling you, I made it three minutes in, and there's this little road gap. We're going to be jumping it backwards tomorrow. That's yeah. where my question was going. Yep. So I I, I was feeling a little, like, I was feeling comfortable on the bike. Like, I was really, like, just trying to, you know, feel it out, ride loose. Dave checked up, and I really should have read this when I saw him check up. I wheelied it, and as soon as my front end dropped, I dropped right in the ditch, just and it, it just threw me right over the bars. And somehow it broke my rear, the the little swivel piece on on my rear brake. So like I I don't know how that happened because I it was all front end impact. So. Jake went home tonight. He's bringing me back a bunch of rear brake parts in the nice. morning. So, so the, how is the the jump going up? Are you sending that? Yeah, I, I heard it's not that hard. Billy said it's nothing. So, well, it's I'll, Billy. I'll, I'll, I'll send nothing's it. difficult to Billy, dude. I've gone out with Billy a few times. That dude sends some sketchy shit. <laughs> He's forty six years old or something crazy, and he fucking launches it, man. 
Well, I'm surprised he's a promoter at this point. Like, Duke can still go out and win double-A pro championships. I seen him out here spinning laps on the cross test right before, like, as soon as everybody was closing up, dude, he's putting in heaters. You know, I I won the last Boyer Farm race. I won that overall there. That's a good place. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's all right. Last year, we were comparing Woods times. Billy, I, I I was beating my brother there, like, I was trying to really like put still push, you know, because I wanted to see how fast I'd go. Billy still put a one second faster lap time in me. I think mine was like my fastest was like a seven fifteen that day, and his was a seven fourteen. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he he hauls the mail, and he loves the, the this format for sure. I know, and I did it like when the track was broken in. He did it when all the leaves and shit were still over top <laughs> of it. So God only knows what his lap time would have been otherwise. I know, no, nah, dude, still rips, especially in these short sprints. Now, two-hour hair scramble, I think I got him covered. Yep. I think I got him covered. I don't know. He still does some pretty impressive shit. Luke realizes that this is recorded forever. Yeah, and he's like, when we yeah. it on the internet. And Billy is going to destroy Hey, man, him. I said Billy is legit. No, no, and how I for, say that, for, I mean it. For yeah. sure. Dude is a badass yeah, so, still at 46 years old. Absolutely. Age is just a number. Age is just a number when you look at that guy. So maybe we switch gears a little bit and and talk to to Luke number two over here. Well, Billy Billy's a big guy with him too, so he's I'm sure he's got some Billy stories. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll uh, touch on that sometime. But I think you know we'll switch gears here a little bit and talk about um, getting into the sport a little bit. Um, kind of how did you got into it? What do you what brings you back? What what keeps you you going? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. The racing definitely it kind of ignited something for me and uh i just really wanted to stick with it and keep coming to these so is it like the competition aspect or the hanging out aspect the friends it's everything i've well since i switched to wood like i was doing moto at first yep. i started with that and then billy got me into riding woods i rode at his house okay first time yep. i did terribly <laughs> but i wanted to keep doing it so i uh just i think i met you guys and then, yeah. at, yep. and then I I got my 252 stroke. <laughs> that didn't go amazingly, but it, yeah, yeah I, I did my first race on that, and it was just, it was awesome. Yeah, so I think, you know, you touched on a lot of points that I think have been brought up t- tonight is just, yeah, it seems like the community of just having some other people that like-minded yeah. and bringing you in and, and introducing you to stuff. So, def- yeah. So, Luke, what... Because this is a series that runs uh, four or three different formats. You have uh, sprint cross, you have yeah. hair scramble, you have GPs. Do you have a favorite of the three? Uh, well, my my favorite, I, I have a lot of fun at the sprints. It's my favorite one was the muddy Boyer sprint. Was that dude? Last that one? thing was place. super gnarly. <laughs> it was. It was. Get get all the plugs in, Brian. <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. It was awesome. I. Most people quit in my class. It was me and two other guys. Wow. Well, yeah, that's cool. the way I felt. Like you're, admittedly, by like that last test, I might have been the last place guy, but I I was quit, and 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 some guys did, and that moved me up the uh, that moved me up the. uh, And and I do have to say, I've been out there for maybe a couple couple years or decades, and I've never seen it. You know that challenging with the slickness, just in the grass track. My my Um, last test there went really good. Oh, is that the one where you bent the, the frame? The nice frame against the tree. That was a fun one. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. 
still feel that one. In my I might have some sometimes. pictures of that somewhere. If I do on the YouTube version <laughs> oh, yeah. of this, we'll throw yeah. that up there. It's a good one. But anyway, yeah. So like another thing too is like working with Lou, like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a hard time here for a second because you know I like oh, to get I like to give him a hard time because you know that's how we build character at the Ross Compound and <laughs> yeah. you know get these kids getting better and get <laughs> them coming back. You build characters for yep. Ross Compound. Anyway, Luke's got some natural talent. He doesn't always like to think him. He does, but he can be a <laughs> sometimes. He really can. He he needs a grow set sometimes and just hit shit. He overthinks it like crazy when he goes into hit stuff. And then he'll walk right up it. Like he, he uh, you be, we got to talk him into it for like five minutes, like a hill climb or something. Then it's then he easy hits it, all of a sudden. Yeah, then he hits it first try like nothing, dude. There was this log, this sideways log. You was so scared to dude, hit it. Dude, that sideways like log. Which way did you hit it? Did you hit it the the way you tried to take me up? Yeah, dude, he hit it on the low side and like wheel tapped it. Like he got air off of it. I did not. <laughs> Just let him ride my bike across. I'm not doing that. What do you What do you think about that, Luke? How do you How do you like it when I give you a hard time like that? That's it's kind of I have mixed feelings about it. <laughs> so so to be fair, like after when I, I tried to hill climb and, and I started from the very bottom, had no momentum, and then I took the we'll call it the easier route, but it was still yeah. a difficult, somewhat difficult hill climb. It was pretty wet that day, and. I wasn't planning on doing it. Like we were just out there and he's just like yelling at me, like all sorts of negative things. And I'm like, well, the hell with it. And I just charged right up. It went across, ended up back at the house and he comes back. and goes, you hit that oak on pretty good. I was kind of impressed. <laughs> I'm like, well, thank you. Yeah. But that also hey, it's bring- the effort that counts. That's yeah, all that yeah. matters. If you try at the Ross compound, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. But I- I'm sure. Don't Luke- quit. Uh, you can relate to this a lot of it and i think that's sometimes frustrating when you're trying to teach someone when you see their skill and you know they can do it but now you have to kind of transfer over to the mental aspect and say how do i convince them to try it i already know they're going to make it but the mental aspect in this sport is tough because looking at some of the hills or something luke is still looking for my skill (laughs) (laughs) yeah i haven't seen it on the street but i've heard it's really good on the street listen asphalt Whatever, I'll let Brian talk about it. Like I can hold my own there. It's yeah. it's that dirt that that stuff's <laughs> weird to me. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But Luke, here's the real question: Which Luke are we gonna get tomorrow? Are we gonna get the Luke that is scared when he looks at a hill for five minutes and contemplates his life decisions when he's staring at the bottom of it? Or are we gonna look at the Luke who takes his tampon out and just <laughs> blasts that? You know, we'll have to see, but at least I'm not going to be hungover. That's <laughs> don't worry. Neither will we be. We're uh, just going to keep it going. No, no, no. We're we're uh, professionals at that. I will be. I've been drinking all night. Totally hydrated. Mm. But um, can't get hungover if you start drinking in the morning. It's... Well, that's true. So, last question tonight, and I say last que- last real question. Looking forward more to the woods test, cross test, mm. and we'll we'll go both. I I really love the cross test. There's just so much fun. Well, considering that was the one I, I I had fun like with the ones I spend laps on. The cross test is actually a lot of fun. Like the way the corners float and stuff. I didn't get to ride the woods too much, but the woods are 
there's some tricky stuff out there in the woods here because I came here last week to help them cut trail, like cut the vines and stuff out. So I walked a good bit of it, and there's there's some little technical stuff in there. Yeah, and like especially stuff that'll get exposed and yeah. really get treacherous as the tests go on. Yeah, I think that's going to be interesting how it changes. But you know, just to let Mario know, Case and I hammered down the whole woods loop with him on the front of my bike. And we're just curious if you're going to beat us or not on, on a lap time. I probably won't, but I will say this about the woods test. Cross test is awesome. Woods, cr- the, the woods test, I feel like the first few tests will be fine. Personally, with I it think, being dusty, I think slower is faster tomorrow. Like, no, I, think, I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think we'll start to build up some berms in some don't certain crash. areas. No, you exactly. don't want to crash. Yeah. That, that'll kill you. Yeah. The roots are going to expose themselves in certain areas. What's they about? will for sure. They they will for sure. And Especially that's going to make it different from test crazy. one to test two. And you're running four tests. I'll be doing yeah eight total. Yeah, so four on what, each. What yeah. are you running tomorrow, Luke? Two. I think six in total. Okay. Yeah. So what what class are you running? Schoolboy two. Okay. Yeah. So you you'll run three. I think it's really going to change as we go on. You know, through the different tests. So. Well, that's the last test I have to do of the day, so it's it's going to be treacherous. Once I'm going to go out there and set up all sorts of different lines. For I think you. I think there's going to be a good bit of people here tomorrow. I really do. I think it's going to get a decent Dude, turnout. They told me 187 pre-registered. That's the most I think and ever for one of the sprint arrows, at least. Outside of these, the yeah. hangover, hair outside the hangover, yeah, yeah. And, and that's going against the GNCC here, this weekend. Too. Yeah. If we that's look impressive. down through here, the amount of campers, trailers trucks everything we see i I haven't seen anything like this for the series and and i truly believe and we we talked about this with billy eca's not counting points what's the other one district six are they doing anything i'm not sure yeah participation this this might be yeah this might be the series this year and if you show up and race this you're going to be impressed with the great layouts we know we have the camaraderie and, and, and the atmosphere and everything, but the tracks are awesome. And I and I truly think if you show up and race one of these or two of these or three of these, like try all different formats. I'm sorry COVID-19 killed 100,000 people. Really sorry about that. Whether those numbers are accurate or not, I'm not going to speculate. But sxcs may benefit from this yeah yeah i think it will too i mean this is kind of the jump start i feel like they needed i mean we're all different skill levels here all four of us in this room obviously and and all of us can say that these tracks are not inviting this asshole back on the podcast (laughs) ever again all all these tracks are top tier i feel like we can all agree on that for sure no and i think that's challenging to really to accomplish that we're as you mentioned, we're all in different stages, different skill levels. Um, I'm out there with my kid on the front. Just if you mention that 140 with your kid on the front again, <laughs> I am firing you from the podcast. Yeah. But no, it's just everyone's having fun. It doesn't matter. And you can bring out a person that's just starting to ride and, you know, a pro rider. Everyone's loving the layout, the format. Um, there's something to be said there. Brian, I don't necessarily believe that you rode there with Case because it, as far as I saw, it wasn't on your Instagram story, so it probably didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't that, happen. I it, don't get internet here. To, to be fair, we've got terrible cell service here. Because <laughs> I've got... It's coming. Yeah. I don't know what I have, like four stories that are trying... It's not going to load. It's not going to happen. So I got like 
videos of Luke shooting cows away from the gate. It's just not going to happen. So, all right, guys. So, um, Luke Reiser, how do we find you on Instagram or any other social media platforms? Yeah, it's just Luke Reiser. That's it. On Spell it out for us. L-U-K-E-R-E-I-S-E-R-T. There we go. Luke Ross. We already got yours, bro. Dude, we here. Luke Ross. Luke By Ross, three thirty. But you say three thirty. What number plate are you running tomorrow? Okay, there's a long story on that one, but we got the Bam Bam fifty one on there. Everybody asked me hey, about it, but it's really not that complicated. It was right. my full gas sprint enduro. That it was my number I got assigned that year, like from the full gas, and I broke all my front number plates, and it was the only one that I had. So, no, I don't have a shop anymore, so I can't just. So it runs in the. the so there must be something stream. with the name Luke and crashing and breaking stuff. Might be. So I you, break shit you, easy. You mentioned Bam Bam. Supergirls comes back tomorrow. Yes. So I'm gonna miss bo- it both of you. I'm gonna have to watch it later after the race. I'll be dumb. Actually, I don't know if I'll be dumb before then. You might be running your eighth test. I'm still <laughs> my sixth. Um, Eli's leading. Kenny's two, Cooper Webb, who I'm still pulling for because we have seven rounds left, and mm-hmm. he's on a little over race back. And then Bam Bam's right there too, but like two points behind Cooper. Who are you taking? Oh, that's a tough one. I know, obviously, you want to say Eli because he's got the advantage being at elevation and stuff. But man, he he's just proven too many times in Supercross that he ends up, you know, throwing it away or having, you know, all the with all the odds being in his favor, that almost could be the worst possible thing for him. So I, I think, I think Kenny or Cooper, I think they're the dark, dark horse. All right, you're gonna Luke too. Be surprised. You're gonna take. Well, I, I might have to agree with him because I'm not educated enough in Supercross. I don't think I can really make the best prediction. Smart man, going with his resources. <laughs> I'll be his shadow. That's what I normally. That's why I'm here. So, so just pick one. Who do you want? We named all four. Like mathematically, it would be not that it couldn't happen. It's going to be Eli, Kenny, yeah. Cooper, or, or Bam Bam. If you had to pick one, with seven rounds to go out of seventeen, you're going to take. We're not making you bet any actual money, but I don't know. Maybe I'll just say Eli to disagree with. Uh guy here so so to be fair i think with everything going on the break um you could kind of put any name in that hat and it, if you honestly get though, to make it more exciting i don't know if you guys have been listening to stuff i've been listening to a lot of the podcasts lately like two wheel podcast um i've heard that if barsha gets top three in the series he's guaranteed a contract for next year so that could make things exciting because you know when shit's on the line oh, Marcia, he's gonna, if he's a, he makes it happen bam bam like they didn't give him that name for no reason yeah, yeah i mean that's that dude's job so i mean and by the way lay it out hey, that's bit, your family when you little, think about it a little bit of beef out there with eli oh yeah i i wouldn't be surprised to see any fireworks fly you named your prediction you took eli when we talked to johnny hopper yep you going to change it? Nope. I'm sticking with Cooper Webb. That dude's going to – I still feel like he's going to grind it out. It might not be pretty. He's got the best training program. He's on the best bike. 
he's in the perfect position right now too he, because he's like no one's he's, looking at nobody's pressure looking at either. him it's all kenny and eli i mean have you guys not like yeah i mean it's all kenny and eli they're, they're and i'm sure he's not happy by and by the way how many championships in supercross do they have between them in the 450 class mm, that's a tough one i'll think about that zero zero <laughs> yeah cooper's done it yeah and not only that like he's done it in lights he's done it everywhere so we're going way over but one last question i keep saying that chad reed's coming back on a ktm any comments on that um, he started the season on a honda first 10 rounds and now he's on a ktm i mean the ktm chassis steers really good i know that i mean they're they're light feeling and i mean i rode a i rode the new hondas in the last seven rounds he puts it on the podium no, he. I think that magic for top him five. Is gone. Oh man, I don't know. I've I love I, as I love know, Chad. Everybody, like, I love the old dudes, but dude, everyone's been, coming back. Healthy. Dude, I've been watching yeah. Chad Reed race Supercross since I was four years old. <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, everybody wants to see him do good when he is up front. But man, I, it's hard to say. Like, I think his his best days are behind him but you never know he could surprise like he got a podium last year so you never know he could yeah. still surprise but Reiser, any sort of uh any difference there chad are you gonna finish on a podium and or a win in the last seven rounds in utah uh, prediction i don't think so okay that disappoints me <laughs> we're sorry mario <laughs> honest honesty is the best policy not, not the, a lot of faith the, the the old guy put listen he puts on the bo- Next question, Luke Reiser. If he puts it on the box, how excited are you? I I will certainly be surprised. I, it's it's not excitement. That's way. Oh, it is for time. me. Like the old <laughs> guy puts it on the box. Okay, so who has a dude? Any, anybody would respect that. I, no, I, yeah, no, for sure. I just like I personally don't expect him to win if he puts it on the box. Like the last year was a great success. I think we can all agree that's not going to happen. I think a better question is who I is don't go- agree with that. I, I think ch- you're putting him on a better bike. Right. We went from ride red to orange. Yeah, I, I agree, but here's a better question. Who's going to have a higher finishing position in the next race? Mario tomorrow or Chad Reed? <laughs> How many people are in my class? <laughs> I don't know. But that, Vet, that's going to be a good question. Vet, Vet C will probably have like 25 people in it tomorrow. Yeah. So, be the only class with more than 20 people in it. Can I finish in the top so, half? I think he's he's uh, already voting Chad Reed. Yeah, I, I will vote Chad Reed. He'll finish higher <laughs> well, than well, I do. I'm going to put my money on Chad Reed. Sorry, Mario. <laughs> Ross compound sucks. They don't train <laughs> anyone. They just went their plug. Faster. Yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate having you on tonight. Thank you so much for your time. Um, we might have you back on again. I don't know. We'll see how Chad Reed and I do tomorrow. Always down for the podcast. And if it, no, no, it was a good time. Euro's uh podcast with Jake and, and Jake pulled in earlier. I don't know what's going on with the wheels on his van, dude. That's they're like offset. No, dude, you should have seen the project on that thing. Is pretty oh, sick. I saw they're the, they're the ones the, off that Volvo. So, so no, they are Volvo wheels. They literally machined like the spacers and stuff. Well, and just anyone watching, and I did not get a picture. Um, he drives a white van. There is a sign on the side of it that says "Candy Free." I don't know how many children he drove away with. 
It's a little weird. Yeah, that guy scares me sometimes. And he's the only one out here right now. So that's a good question. What's he up to? Do not go to a white van that says free candy. Yeah. That's all I'm Somewhere saying. Alert. But if, if there's a yeah. white trailer that says mozzarella sticks. I'm oh, down. dude, we got mozzarella sticks. I'm breaking out. <laughs> I'm breaking out the deep fryer. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. We'll have you back on again at some point after hours. Um, do we have to sign off officially? I don't even know how this works. Whatever. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a big thumbs up because we made it through. Um, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, we'll probably make this paid, even though we are so unprofessional in this. We probably shouldn't. Yeah, but please, this, we, this we love to eat mozzarella sticks. So if, if you'd like to even just donate a box of mozzarella sticks, yeah, you can $5. do that. Yeah. <laughs> it adds up. So um, anyway, I'm your host, Mario Orsini, joined by my co-host, Brian Boyer. We'll talk to you guys again soon.